We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, we are back. We are going to continue to keep the conversation on Twins baseball. For those of you uh, paying attention, today's game, a little bit of an odd start. 2.05 start. Twins wrapping up that series in Washington, or in Washington, in Texas, against the Rangers. Twins so far 3-0 and in that series. Standing by to talk to us right now is Derek Falvey. Sid? Uh, Derek Falvey? Yeah. Well, you're doing a pretty good job. Uh, without uh, Kuzik? Without uh, 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 without uh, without Cruz and Buxton, without the two guys, the two best guys, Buxton and uh, Cruz, and they're still winning. Well, I think our guys are really stepping up across the board. You know, I, I, certainly missing Nelly and, and Byron in the lineup is. Is, is tough. You know, there's no question. You can't replace those types of guys. But I think each guy has stepped up and taken on the role of uh, just next man up. I think once we've gone down to Texas, played a tough series against a good Brewers team, split out there, and have taken the first three in Texas. So we feel good about the road trip and just need to uh, have a good day today and come back home. How about uh, uh, Bear? He's doing a terrible job as a, a fisher. He, he, he hammered uh, – a lot. Barrios, you mean? Yeah, Barrios is having a little bit of a tough run here, no question. I think, you know, we're into that those dog days of August where sometimes guys get a little bit little bit tired, and I think maybe we're seeing some of that. But we're working with Jose. Wes Johnson spent a lot of time talking to him about what he needs to do, uh, continuing to develop his, his routine. Last night, I think we could have played better defense. I think our guys know that. We could have saved him a few of those runs. So, unfortunately, just the way we played defensively last night didn't allow him to get deeper into the game. But I'm confident that Jose, with his work habits, work ethic, and otherwise, you know, we're going to get back into a good routine for him. We need him. Derek, before, I know Sid's got another question. Just, since we're on the topic, can you give us an update on uh, the injured players, Cruz and Buxton, uh, what it looks like for their possible return? Yeah, Cruz, Nelly's in a great spot. You know, we were very fortunate. Rarely in my career have I ever heard a situation where someone ruptures a tendon, and and at the end of that, you feel like maybe there's a bright outlook in the short term. So Nelly has he's progressed to hitting. He's taken BP throughout the course of this road trip, or, or the second half of it, I should say. He's really in a good place physically. I would anticipate him, uh, barring any setbacks, being active uh, sometime this week. And then in Byron's case, uh, certainly wanted to make sure with with that subluxation of the shoulder that the key to this is that you strengthen everything around the, the shoulder area. So make sure that labrum and rotator cuff and everything else, it's about as strong as it can be before you progress to the next stage of hitting. So he, he feels great. That's a good sign. He's continuing to improve with his strength. I think at that point, we're about a few days away from him really starting a hitting progression and then hopefully into next week, uh, really back on the field swinging, and then we'll know really where he's at ultimately. Yeah, I saw him at the Vikings training camp the other day. He looks so, you know, he looks so good, uh, athletically speaking. Now, how long will it take him, do you think, once he starts swinging before he's ready for a major league swing? Or will there be an assignment involved or not? Well, I think that's the, that's the question, certainly, is to figure out the timing of that because 
we've done he's done some uh some underwater swinging to some degree in his rehab so he's in a in a pool where he's getting some resistance and pushing against that that's a good way to strengthen the shoulder the key is that as you said Mike big league swings are full violent swings you want to make sure that he's prepared physically to do that my expectation is once we get to the early stages of T work and, and really starting to let it fly. He'll get on the field, take more traditional BP with our team. And I would anticipate him wanting to see some live pitching. He's been out a little while now. So getting to see some live pitching before we're ready to go in, in major league games. What is happening to Gonzalez? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. What happened to him? You know, Marwin, Marwin's a guy we said from the get-go. He had a tough start in April, I think, you know, just later start to spring training and, and trying to get going, and I think he put a lot of pressure on himself early on in the year. But this is the Marwin, you know, we expected to see really since uh, beginning of, say, May and into June. He, he's been a big part of our offense in big moments. You know, he steps up. If it's the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, I know we got a lot of guys who are great offensively. I think Marwin's about as uh, great a guy to have up there in a big spot as anybody on our team. So, He's recently gone down to Texas. I don't know if it's having played back in the AL West parks a little bit where he's, where he spent some time when he was with Houston, but he's had as good a series as I think I've ever seen anyone offensively here. Do you want to take uh, people off the uh, ledge on getting uh, <clears throat> Brewster Gratterall up here in the next week or so? Boy, that movie went to Rochester. You had people one step ahead of that from the minute it was announced. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, we've had some young arms that are really throwing the ball well, whether it's Brewstrar or um, Jorge Alcala, who we put in the bullpen and we think is a, a better role for him. So there's some young arms that we're putting into the mix. You know, really this is designed toward just putting our guys in position to be uh, potential options for us. You know, we've had some guys go down. We've had some injuries. We've had some things, some setbacks for some of our young relievers. So we want to make sure that we put more guys in position to give us a chance. You know, we're in a position – uh, where this team has earned an opportunity to play some meaningful games here down in the late August and September, and that's that's all all we're looking for. We want our guys to go out and compete every night, and I think right now putting more guys into the mix in Rochester that could be called up uh, only helps up uh, helps us, and Bruce Starr's really done a nice job. You know, Devin Smelcher picked it up the other night and threw a long time for you, and of course, it, it, it's a reward and a punishment because you knew at the end of the game he was going to be sent down and, and you'd have to make a move that way. Explain again the options that you have afforded to you with Thorpe Smelcher, those guys, because it becomes, you kind of get an extra arm in, in the bullpen if you have guys that are good enough you play the game right. No doubt. And, and Devin understands the role and what he's been uh, capable of recently. And with Michael Pineda coming back off the I.L., we were able to, to insert him back into the rotation. Devin's been great for us. Lewis Thorpe's been great for us. And, you know, among others, Cole Stewart's come up and, and play, pitched in this role. But you saw it the other night. With Michael going uh, into the game as far as he went and then Devin picking up the remainder, we were able to reset our bullpen. And, and by resetting our bullpen, it allowed us to then pitch the next couple of games really aggressively. It gave Rocco a lot of options bringing Tyler Duffy in early yesterday or uh, being able to go to Dyson, Romo, and Rogers in the same game. The more you can keep guys healthy and effective going late into games, the better off you are. But Devin's going to be a big part of this. He's, he's you know down in Rochester right now, but he's going to be back up here soon. And, and once we get to September and we expand our rosters, I think we have a lot of young arms we're really going to like. What is Gonzalez's contract situation? So Marwin, we signed uh, this spring training for for a two year deal. So he'll he'll be with us uh, not just this year but next, which is great for us. I, I think he's brought a a nice edge to our clubhouse. The guy who's played in World Series games, has competed at the highest possible level, and you know having a guy like that around, not just for this season but uh, for for the future and who knows beyond that. I think he's a, a really good fit for our club. 
Derek, you've got a couple of pitchers uh, from Rochester with uh, various problems. It sounds like they're finally getting started later in the year. Could you give us an update on those guys? And then this question is kind of out of the blue, but I think it was almost two months ago I noticed that you signed a Cuban player, and I've lost track of him. Can you kind of tell us about him, where he is, and, and the system? Sure. So I'll, talk, I'll start with him. Uh, Cano is a, a young young pitcher we got uh, out of out of Cuba who we really like. He's got a great arm, uh, big arm. He's a mid nineties to upper nineties fastball guy with a great slider. We're, we're bringing him along slowly. You know, players who transition from Cuba, there's a long period of time they have to go through uh, to get approved, and then ultimately the visa status and otherwise. So we finally got him over to Florida. He's just started out and been pitching uh, first at the A-ball level and, and ultimately up to the double-A level. So we, we think he's a guy that we're going to like in the future, probably not for this year at the major league level, but want to continue to get him uh, some innings. And then you mentioned other guys getting kind of restarted, so to speak. You know, Steven Gonzalez is back pitching on a mound. He's dealt with some uh, some injuries over the course of the year. He's starting to feel better, building up his arm strength. So we're hopeful and positive about him. And then Trevor Hildenberger, who we know was a big part of our team in, in 17 and a good chunk of 18, we feel like he's a guy that could help us down the stretch here. And he's finally at a place where he's fully healthy and ready to go. And uh, we know that if he's right, he's another look out of our bullpen that will only add to the depth that we have. How about Buxton? When will he be back? Well, Byron, it's just, we've just got to progress with the shoulder, and I think over the next week or so we should have a better idea as to the timeline. I, I still kind of feel like what we said at the outset with looking at late August, uh, possibly into early September, is the right timeline to return makes sense. But, again, we'll just evaluate this on a, on a week-to-week basis at this point. Derek Favre, always a pleasure. Have you on here? We'll get your murder certificate. Keep up the good work with the – Twins. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great Sunday. All Thanks, right. Derek. Thanks, Derek. All right. Now, uh, line things out a little bit what's going to happen. I'm going to have the phone numbers here, and we will take calls off and on the rest of the show. We've got some calls out. We've got a number of people on tape. But we've, we sense that there's some people I want to talk about. The Vikings, obviously, they've got a big game tonight here at home, their home opener, preseason home opener. If you want to talk about the Twins, you want to talk about gopher football, all of those things uh, on the agenda that are uh, legitimate questions. So when the, when the urge hits, give us a call, and we will work in your calls and your text messages. The phone number is the same, 651-989-9226, 989-9226. So call us, text us. Listen to what uh, we're going to talk about. It should be fun. We'll have a nice mixture. We'll do it the rest of the way. And then one more promotion. We are live at the State Fair next Sunday, but it's a little bit different. We are going live at 9 o'clock. So we'll have three hours of the Sports Huddle live from the State Fair. We encourage you to join us. That's always fun. It's something we look forward to. That will be next week. It'll be a little different the week after that. We'll talk about that in time. But next week, 9 to noon at the Minnesota State Fair. You are listening to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. We are back. You're doing your job. Got a couple calls. We're going to mix those in with text messages and conversation. So let's go to who called in first. That would be Clancy and Hutchinson. Good morning, Clancy. You're on. Good morning, guys. Uh, just giving you an update. The State Amateur Baseball Tournament is winding up their first weekend with... Uh, Delano Dashel and uh, Maple Lake. Maple Lake. I'm heading to Maple Lake right now. Uh, explain a little bit the... Unlimited roster in September. How many guys can you actually have? How many can you travel with? And uh, when you get to playoffs, you cut back to the normal. Just explain that for me, please. 
Mike, uh, the, it, is it next? There's a change either this year or next year, by, uh, changing the number by one. But on September 1, you can expand and you can take some of the people off your 40-man, add them to your 25-man roster. I'm blanking on uh, how many. Uh, I, uh, I can't remember because it's never been an issue because it seems like you can bring up as many as you want, basically. Right. But you just got to be careful because you got uh, – uh, you can have too many, and I don't know if it has anything to do with forty-man roster or not. Does it? Well, they got to be. Uh, they have to be out of the forty to be out of the twenty. They have to be in the forty-man so to be, be on some, there. Yeah, there'll be some adjustments. Also, you use what used to be the DL. It's now the injured reserve list differently in September because you've got all your reserves uh, ready to play. But obviously, for the Twins, I think uh, they're going to try to find a way to get uh, Astadio back up. He's hitting very well in his sure. double-A assignment. Uh, with that question, Bucks, it sounds to me like uh, Bucks is going to go out to the end of the month, at which time it won't yeah. make any. Difference. Difference, but it sounds like Cruz will be back sometime in the following week. Yeah, and, and for the Twins, it will matter because you'd have Thorpe and Smeltzer sitting out there. You'd have left-handers in the bullpen. Uh, there have been some, David, and Tom Kelly could talk to this better than, than, than I can, but there have been some interesting things that have happened. Remember when they got Steve Carlton right before in 87, yeah. uh, right, and he was going to be postseason eligible, and then he just struggled in September, and they take him out postseason roster. Mike Smithson had been sent down. He came back up and gave him a couple good outings in September uh, to help get bridge the gap and get him to where they need to go. So it's not insignificant, especially in a tight race, the role that these guys can play in September. Well, and also I think that uh, it's not smoke and mirrors. Gratterall's going to be on the roster. Sometime in September, a guy can throw 100 miles an hour coming out of the bullpen, spot reliever. I think that uh, they're salivating until they get a look at him. But get him, get him broken in at AAA. And one reason you break him in at AAA is the baseballs. AAA baseball yeah. this year went to Major League Baseball. Home runs are up massively. He hasn't been pitching with that baseball. Okay, so, so with that in mind, and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, um, you know, we're all arguing, or I don't even know if we're arguing, we're at least debating the, the, the value of this baseball. And all. The one thing I'll say is you got to keep watching, listening to games because four runs, five runs, that, that kind of lead. Me, even last night's a great example. I mean, I, I thought it was over in the first inning. The next time I checked my phone because I got the dish network and I, and, and I went on the radio, I'm listening to Corey and Dan. It's eight to six. I mean, I mean, Maybe they've accomplished exactly what they want because in the late innings, you got no idea if this game is over or not, and you got to stay with it. Said you've been watching Major League Baseball here since 1961. Do you ever recall a time when so many runs are scored so late in ball games? Mike was talking about the fact you used to think a two-run lead near the end of the game with a good pitcher was was a safe lead. People are scoring four, five, six, seven runs late in ball games these days. The whether it's the baseball or whatever it is. Your thoughts on scoring a Major League Baseball have had to change radically over the last two years. It's been amazing the way uh, uh, scoring runs. Un- unbelievable. Uh, how about that uh, Barrios? He's terrible. Barrios. Barrios? Yeah. Well, he's, uh, I think yeah. that Falvey addressed that. Uh, you know, it's a little later in the year, and I think that they may do a couple of things uh, to uh, maybe uh, you know rest him a, a little bit. But to call him terrible, he went into the game with one of the top ten earned run averages in the American League. I can real quick answer that. Um, yeah, rule that's changing next year. Yes, about sir. September call-ups. Um, it's going from what forty now. Next year in September, you can call up twenty-eight players. But they are expanding. No, you can have a 28-man roster. You can't call up 28 players. You can call three. You can call up three, yeah. Um, but you can have a 26-man roster opening day. They're expanding. That's the go. change, yeah. Yep. Yep. So three three additional spots this year. Correct. And, um, you know, if you have a doubleheader, you can call up 27. 
Okay. Or, you know, to a 27-man roster. All right, that, that's the voice of Devin Marshall, who's the guy you talk to when you call in here. We're going to take a break, uh, Devin, come back. Uh, maybe talk to additional callers. I see we've got one on hold. If you want to join that list, this uh, actually uh, started a pretty good discussion. If, why don't you give us a call? The number, you know it as well as I do, 651-989-9226. Back after this. Sports Huddle, Sid and Dave, Mike. Back, uh, Minnesota trailing Virginia three to nothing uh, early first inning in the Little League uh, action from Williamsport, and we have another caller. Uh, and let's go to Jerry and Egan next. Jerry, thanks for holding. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, one thing about this, I want to talk a little bit about the St. Paul Saints. And Mike Beck might might know this. And you know how how many old Saints are still alive? And um, maybe they can have a reunion. And uh, and I won't say what station, but I'm I deeply listen to Saints games and but sometimes they talk about the twins and I know it's not on purpose but you know if they could if you include include like how the Saints are doing like scores or something there's a lot of people that are deeply involved in the Saints I know unless you can't do it but maybe you can include the Saints for giving scores and things like that so I'll just hang up and listen thank you you know Jerry appreciate your loyalty to the Saints first of all you asked about a reunion there's the old Saints and I know we've got I've got friends who are experts on a number of old Saints who are still uh, living and around then they're the the modern day Saints under Mike Vec that would be an entirely different kind of reunion in fact they had a reunion of sorts at the all-star game earlier this year second part of it's just not going to happen the nature of radio has changed so much since uh, the advent of the internet everybody knows the scores. Nobody listens to the sports huddle anymore for, for scores. We're going to talk you about You want how, the score, you get happen. the score. Yeah, that's right. You can go online. Uh, you can get it live. You can get live action. So you, you probably that's probably not going to happen. Uh, all right, uh, let's continue our conversation a little bit earlier. Mike Sid brought up uh, Gonzalez when the Twins picked up Marwin Gonzalez. I was. I was as happy as I was a year before when they picked up Logan Morrison. Now, we know how that came out. But Gonzalez started the year not well. And I've got friends in Houston who said, just wait. This guy's a ball player. When, when it gets to be important, you're going to love having Gonzalez around. Whether something happened, maybe his health totally clicked in. Watching him hit the last couple of games, he is, a, he is so locked in right now. It's a pleasure to watch. Well, and he, uh, I, I think, at least this is what he's told me, was it was the weather. Yeah. That he couldn't get used to the, the northern climate. And once he did... Um, it kicked in in a big way. He had a big home run the other, you know, in Milwaukee there. And of course, what do you have? Eighth straight hit, something like that. Yep. Uh, he's a player, man. He, right field, play him at third, play him at second, play him in left field, play him at first base. Uh, you, you, it seems like, you know, and obviously I'm not, haven't done analysis on this, but it seems like most teams that do well have a guy like him because they have great depth, of course, a catcher as well, et cetera. But you have one guy like that that does, you don't just throw him out there to fill out the lineup. You throw him out there and he does good things and, yep. and, and, and he's a bit of a leader and he picks guys up when, you know, when they're slumping and all those things. He he has been much better than I thought. Yeah, and they talk about Swiss Army knife. He is the yep. ultimate Swiss Army knife. He doesn't hurt you in any of those positions we talked about, Sid. Unfortunately, they keep on making mistakes. I mean, uh, uh, the catchers uh, make mistakes. Uh, Polenko makes mistakes. If they keep on making mistakes, I can't understand why they're making mistakes. Well, they got to tighten it up. We're talking on that on the on the heels of a three game win streak in Texas. So <laughs> you know, obviously they're out hitting teams. You'd rather out pitch teams to an extent if you're a manager, but. You know, you 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 added a couple of games in the last two days over Cleveland. Things are pretty good right now. 
Yeah, they really are. It's interesting what Tom Kelly said about the difference between three-game lead and the loss column and yeah. four-game. I mean, he's got so many of those nuggets, and that's why it's fun talking to him every so often. I get a nugget that says it's time to take a break. Uh, so we're going to take a break right here. We'll come back. I'm going to get the phone numbers again. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We lost one of the callers, so if you, you called and you think you're on hold, uh, we got bad news for you. Probably not. So call back, 651-989-9226. Back after the sports huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We are back. Uh, we got the word that P.J. Fleck can't join us live this morning. Sid was able to talk to him a short time ago. Uh, we've got that tape queued up. We'll be using that in just a few minutes. First of all, we promised we'd go to callers pretty much as they came in. Let's take a call here and go to Jeff in Fargo. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind? Good morning, fellas. Say, uh, I was wondering what your, your views are on the uh, uh, kicker acquisition the Vikings just got here. Uh, do you think they spent too much for fifth round? And if they did need to get a kicker, don't you think they would have known that? before the season started. And I'm assuming Dean from Norway, I'm assuming he's probably the one that can probably lead the scold chant on the sidelines. What do yeah. you guys think? Dave, <laughs> Dave, did you hear anything about him over in yeah, Norway absolutely. when you were there? Yeah, we were in Norway for the last two weeks, got home on Friday night. Now, we were not in Stavanger, but I got more questions in Norway on Mats Zuccarello, the the wild hockey player, and uh, and Kara, uh, the uh, the kicker. Vedvik. Vedvik. Now, they knew a little less about him than they than they knew about the, uh, the hockey player, but they were proud. that And they do identify with the Minnesota Vikings in Norway. They feel there's that, that linkage through the name. So, yeah, there was attention for it. It's an interesting situation. He can, he can do both. They just don't know how well. Yeah, I was out there a lot this week. And uh, Dan Bailey, just he struggles. And, and, they, and they do what they call a mayday drill where they stop practice and they go mayday and, and the kicking team comes out. And then they, they kick from 30 yards, 35 yards, 40, 45. And, and the truth is he just has not been great in those situations. Now, Vedvik kicked the other day, and he was okay. They love him as an athlete. They say he can do everything. I would, I would venture to guess that they're, they're trying very hard not to put too much pressure on him to do too much. You know, he can hold, he can kick, he can punt. Uh, punter's been a little bit banged up. Uh, that might be his best. I could see a situation where, where maybe he's the punter and kicks off and is the backup kicker or something like that. But you can't have him do both. Uh, I don't think unless you have a backup with him, because if he got hurt and, and plus that's a lot to put a lot mentally to strain him with, uh, you give up a fifth round pick. He's got to make the team. He's got to be good. Otherwise you've invested now two draft picks and yeah. kickers with Carlson, you know, being gone. Yep. Uh, so do they like him? Yes. Do they know what they have with him? No, they really like his athletic ability and what they've seen, but consistency is the biggest thing about being a kicker. And they're trying to figure out how much they can get from him in that area. And the kickoff skills are not altogether identical to field goal skills. There are some great, nope. some teams have guys. You see many times, yep. Absolutely. So that's one thing to watch. We may get a taste of that tonight. We haven't talked yep. about the game tonight, but that's clearly one of the things we'll be watching for. All right, P.J. Fleck. Sid caught up with P.J. Fleck. I think we're ready to go. Let's listen in. I'm this team. So I want you to tell me, before I do an other interview, I assume Coughlin is up yet. I assume I don't know, Winfield will help you. I assume Kramer will help you. Tell me about the other guys. Well, just like anything, you know, we, we, we look at traditional powerhouses uh, in football and, you know, especially at the high school level. And we want to look for players that are winners, right, um, academically, athletically, socially, and spiritually. And, and um, you know, every high school produces different types of players, um, some farther along, some not as far along. But these seven or eight guys are, are very far along in their development uh, when they get here. You think some of them 
besides the top guys will help you. Well, I think so. You know, I mean, the one thing I'll say is about all eight of those guys, their work ethic is tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things you can have with, with no talent. It takes no talent to work hard. And all eight of those guys work really hard. Okay. Okay, let's talk about the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Where could Green fit in? Well, you know, obviously Tanner's going to be number one. And then Jacob Clark and Cole Kramer will be fighting for that two and three position. Seth's got a big role playing wide receiver. He's got a little bit of tight end. He's got a quarterback in the Wildcat, things like that. He's got a lot on his plate. But we feel very confident and, and uh, to put Seth in the game at any particular time. And then, um, you know, Jonathan Santag is another young man who's, who's emerged in the quarterback room to give us a little bit more of that running back quarterback type feel so you know I, I feel really good about where we're at the young guys are developing uh, really well but you know we'll see as it continues to uh, fold out green is working at quarterback he is practice. he's taking some reps yep yep but he's mostly at wide receiver but we pull him over to take some reps at quarterback as well throughout practice okay give me some surprises that have come in practice so far wow you know i, I would probably say uh Keontae shad uh, one of our three techniques has really emerged. Noah Hickox has uh, had a really good camp on the D-line. I think the D-line in general has really improved, and I think our secondary has improved a lot. I think there's a lot of guys back there who are really fighting for jobs and competing with each other and doing a really nice job. So I, I think those position groups have uh, has pleasantly surprised me of uh, where we're headed. What do you like about the practice so far? Well, I like how hard the players are working. You know, they're practicing with each other. Um, you know, there, there's not there's there's not much babysitting at all going on. We're, we're we're practicing football, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, these guys are all into it. They're committed to each other. They're committed to the University of Minnesota. Uh, they're having a lot of fun doing it. They're working really hard, and um, you know, we're becoming a family, becoming a team. And every year, you're developing a new team with a new identity. And this team's no different than that. Lost the Huff brothers. You lost Cashman. How do you replace them? Well, we've got to have guys step in and step up. You know, uh, the guys like, you know, Thomas Rush and Mariano, Sorry Marion and, Bra- and Brandon Oliver, they need to really step in, step up. And the young guys like Donald Willis and DJ Gordon have to come out and play well. Josh Ani at the linebacker position. So those young guys have to be able to develop pretty quick, which that's what we're working on. In the secondary, you know, you got Antoine Winfield Jr. back, which is really good. Jordan Howden really accelerated his play towards the end of last year. Tyler Newbin, we moved him to safety, so he's back there already. C.J. Smith's having a really good camp. Uh, Solomon Brown's working really hard. So, you know, we've got a lot of guys. we just got to get them to emerge as players. Winfield look like a guy of old. Uh, he's special. He's a special player. He's a special person. Talk about the two running backs who hurt last year. Yeah, the two running backs, um, uh, you know, it was unfortunate they both got hurt last year. But, again, then Muhammad and Bryce were able to step in and gain experience. Now we have the backfield really healthy and deep, which we want to be able to have. You know, Rodney looks like his old self, which is really good, if not better. Um, you know, so we're, uh, we're excited about the future with those guys. Any redshirts from last year really surprised you? Well, I don't know about surprising, but, you know, Curtis Dunlap Jr. is having a nice camp. He's working really hard. Um, uh, Brevin Spanford, as I said in the past, working hard. I think Harry Van Dyne at wide receiver is having a really good camp. How about freshmen? Yeah, I mean, the freshmen are kind of getting thrown in there. They're playing. I think the quarterbacks have really impressed just in terms of how much they're able to handle so quickly, how much they're able to process and then be able to trans, uh, transfer it out to the field. Um, so I, I think one of our transfers, Ben St. Juice, that corner, I think he's really surprised uh, a lot of people and come in and really worked hard. And, and he looks the part. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, and 
Um, and he's been making a lot of plays. I think the defense can go on from last year. Yeah, let's hope so. Huh? Yeah, let's hope so. I think that the coach does a good, good job and can continue to do a good job. Yeah, Coach Rousey is a special football coach, a special teacher, great listener, wonderful evaluator, and uh, the players like playing for him, and I think that's one of his strengths. And nine offensive guys returning. How about the two guys that move in? Say that again? Nine offensive guys return. Sure. Have you filled the two spots yet? Uh, we're still in competition for all those spots, you know. Uh, but, yes, we have a lot of guys returning on offense, which we wouldn't have any other way. We love that. Okay. This team finished really strong last year. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason why they couldn't get better? No, we're definitely going to get better. We're getting better every single day. We're better today than we were yesterday. Hopefully we're better tomorrow than we were today, and that's all we're going to keep focusing on. Okay. What What are you? anything you're worried about? I'm a head coach, Sid. I worry about everything. Yeah. <laughs> what is how much better is this team than it was last year when you started? Uh, I, I think we're just we're in we're in the process of mastering things. You know, the first two years, especially when you become the youngest team in America, your second year, you're still learning. You're learning. You're learning. You're learning. Now we're in the stage of mastering, uh, teaching, um, capturing, developing within. Words like that, and I think that's what's the difference from this year to last year. I think this team got a confidence after last year's finish. Well, last year has nothing to do with this year. Uh, we finished, you know, where we were last year at seven and six, bowl champions, beat Wisconsin, did all those things. But that has nothing to do with this year. It's a new year. It's a new team, new identity, and I know this team wants to make their own legacy. So you got a lot of fight for position. A lot of fights for position. Uh, a lot of competition everywhere. So you figure this team is a lot better than what the experts are saying? Well, I'm not sure what the experts are saying. Um, the, the experts are truly the people inside our, our program because they're the ones that actually know what's going on all the time. Uh, but I know this. This team works really hard. They're a lot of fun to coach, and they're getting better every day. got to feel good about your schedule. You don't play Michigan. Don't play Michigan State. Don't play Ohio State. We don't really pick who we play in conference, uh, but we're going to play 12 regular season games. We know that, and we need to be ready for every single one of them. Is your coaching staff in good shape? You made some changes. Yep, I, I love the camaraderie of our coaches. I love the way they're working. I love the way they coach together. Um, and uh, we have a really, really, really good staff. You need to have a bigger attendance and the fans supporting you more. We have some of the best fans in America. We really do. Some of the most loyal fans. And uh, I know that uh, our fans support us 100%. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, Sid. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, sir. All right. It is always a pleasure, as we know. That was P.J. Fleck and the Gophers start their season uh, in a little over a week from now. We'll be talking much more about that next week. All right. uh, Let's take a break here and I'll give the phone numbers again. We've got one person on hold, and the number is 651-989-989. 9226. You can give us a call, get in line to get on the air, and we'll put you on as quickly as we can. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, Virginia just went ahead of the Minnesota Lillies team 4 0. Sid, uh, I know you want to say something about your friends in Eden Prairie of the Starkey Company. If you have a problem with your hearing, there's only one place to go. That's Starkey, Bill Austin. 
Well, I have you so super. Bill Austin will help you here again. I got uh, uh, great help, and I can't help you. You just help, help, and help. Okay? Good. Let's go to a caller here. It's been a hold a while. Let's go to Jeff in Minneapolis. Jeff, you're on the air. Hey, guys, I'm on the air. Thank you very much for taking my call. God bless you, Sid. You lived a lot longer than my mom, but, you know, my mom was a beautiful woman. God rest her soul, and God be with you, Sid. You know, I appreciate you taking my call. And you know what? I want to let you know this. Those Vikings look really strong. They look strong against the Saints. That Zilstra, Zilstra, whatever his name is, that kid can play any position. But BB, the young star receiver, I think he's going to be like a younger Wes Walker, a little bit of a smaller guy, but he's got some good family genes. Don BB was one of his dads that played for the... Well, one of his dads? Has he got multiple dads? I am filled with passion. I am filled with desire because I got a lot of trust in my twins. They're going to make the postseason. There's not a doubt they won't make the postseason. They're going to make the postseason. That's my prediction. The pitching staff, Dyson, 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 those guys are really good. Jeff, like, i got to interrupt. You're running out of breath. We, we don't want to be responsible. You may have to relocate. Yeah, I appreciate your enthusiasm and your call. Yeah. But we need to get to an interview with Kyle Rudolph, and uh, let's listen in. On this team. So I want you to tell me, talk about this new offense. What do you like about it? Well, I think uh, the best thing about our new offense is uh, it really plays to the strengths of not only our offensive line, but to, to all of our skill players as well. You think they'll throw more to tight ends? I hope so. I always hope we throw more to the tight ends. How about Smith? What do you like about him? Uh, Harrison's a great player. Um, you know, he's a guy that I've known for a long time, obviously being a Notre Dame grad, uh, a guy that I've practiced against for over a decade. And, you know, for me as a tight end, it's it's great getting to work against a guy like that every each and every day. Kubiak, what has he contributed? Well, he, he brings four Super Bowl rings, countless experience as a head coach, as a play caller. Um, he's incredible for our quarterbacks and, and keeping those guys in, in the right frame of mind. And, and he really guides this offense kind of under the tutelage of Kevin Stefanski, and, and it's worked really well so far. You think Cousins will have a better year this year? I do. I think Kirk is more comfortable in year two. And, um, you know, you always make a big step from year one to year two in anything. You get more comfortable with, with your teammates and with the guys that you're playing with. Uh, and you always have some strides. So you're happy with your contracts and everything? Yeah, we're very happy. You know, that was our goal from the beginning was making sure that we stay here in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is home for us, and uh, I'm glad that we're going to be here for the foreseeable future. What hobbies do you have right now? Oh, I don't have any hobbies right now. I'm in training camp. We're stuck here every day, but when we're not in training camp, I like to play golf. Uh, I like to be out on the lake. I enjoy boating. Um, so... A lot of times we're going to be by the pooler on the lake. All right, Sid. Oh, that was Kyle Rudolph. The pool or the lake. Either yeah, one. the pool or the lake. Yep. He's a water guy. That's why he wanted to stay yep. here in Minnesota. I'll take a final break of the hour here. Uh, phone lines are empty. Uh, probably time for one phone call when we come back. If you want to make it, you call us now at 651-989-9226. Back after this, Sports Huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. We are back, guys, except for the uh, Rudolph interview there and 
to talk to me. 11 o'clock, we haven't had a chance to talk a lot about the Viking game today. Sid, what do you think the Vikings are going to be looking at, particularly tonight? What are they trying to assess? Uh, I just wonder how many players they'll play today. I don't think they'll still play a lot of players. They'll wait until next week when they play Arizona. But I don't think they'll play a lot of players today. I think they'll play Cousins. Just a few stops. Uh, uh, I don't think they'll play a lot of players. They got some players hurt, and they still uh, just. I think they they need you. They got so many players, they have to cut. So it's going to take a while uh, to take time. Mike uh, Treadwell. Well, you just said one of the things I think you'll see tonight is Treadwell because they're trying to figure out where he fits. Right. They buried him on the depth chart. Yeah. Uh, they talk about him being trade, but yeah, anybody that wants him can trade for him. This isn't new. Um, if you could rid yourself of the salary, they're not going to get much of a salary uh, relief, a cap relief if they cut him at the end. So if they could trade him, they'd trade him. The other part is uh, they're satisfied with their backup running backs, but they're sure not, still not sure who the backup running backs are. They like Alexander Madison so far from Boise State. Uh, Amir Abdullah had the nice run against uh, uh, New Orleans, 42-yard run, but he also fumbled it, so they're not quite sure on him. Uh, they got Boone sitting there, all those guys. Uh, you, I, you have to approach it as if Delvin Cook's not going to play all 16 games because he hasn't yet so far. They're not dissatisfied with anybody behind him, but they're also not quite sure who would be the feature guy if uh, if if he went down or how you would uh, uh, how, how you would work that. And of course, some of that works in concert with the offensive line. But those are the questions they got right now. I think I think the other one is, 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 is the the caller mentioned BB. Uh, BB's had a decent camp. Um, I think they'd like to see him go another step further before they they proclaimed him as a as a real weapon in offense or a slot receiver. Um, he, I think that's another thing that they're trying to figure out. He, Jordan Taylor, these guys, who would be a slot receiver for him uh, if, if as a third receiver as an alternative. Th- these are not huge issues, but they're issues. Sid, interesting. How many players that uh, Seattle plays? I just don't think uh, they'll play a lot of players. They have uh, uh, a lot of players that uh, are new uh, to Seattle. And I think uh, Pete Carroll wants uh, to play some of those players and find out how much they play. Well, that makes sense. I don't know why you would play. Why play Delvin Cook at all with his with his injury? What do you learn by giving him any carries at all? I would. I mean, no one's ever asked me, but I'd I'd play the backups. The only thing is, they felt like when Adrian Peterson was here, they got burned a couple. Remember, they kept him out the whole training camp. Oh, yeah. And then and they they felt like he was a little bit off his game to start the season. That'd be the only thing that you would get out of that. And you know, last year was interesting. I remember being in Seattle watching the Vikings, and and Seattle beat them that Monday night, and. Boy, Seattle pounds the football, and they and they pounded it down the Vikings' defense that people thought you couldn't pound it on. They did, and they stuck with it. They made it. So that might be an interesting. Can the Vikings at least you know step into that for a couple of series? Sid, one minute. I do think that uh, there's still a lot of players they don't know how good they are, and they have to find out how good they are. Well, you know, you can say that every year. I think that's uh, that's a situation at this time in preseason. And then then you get to the weird game, the fourth game, which uh, which you play guys. Well, if you start the fourth, if you play the fourth game, you're probably not going to make the team. And let me tell you something else that's become a Minnesota tradition: the fourth game of the preseason 
the Twins play, the Gopher football team plays, high school football starts, and the state fair is going on. I don't know what that all means, and, and, and the Vikings game is actually on the road, but in terms right. of participation from Minnesotans on a given night, that might be the biggest of the year. Well, one good thing for Gopher football fans is for the maybe the only second time in about the last six years, they don't have that Thursday night confluence of Minnesota State Fair, Viking game, and most of the years the Twins have been in town. So at least the Twins uh, go for uh, Viking go for game. Twins in the, the afternoon, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, we're out of time for this uh, hour. We've got another hour to go. We'll give you another chance to join us. Wait till I give the phone numbers. Give us a call. Love to hear from you. I'm going to talk Twins, Vikings, and other topics right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.